If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubinville, and welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast Season 2. Take 7. Take 7. We're at VC Productions in studio in Nashville, Tennessee, and always at the table is my good friend Tyler Burnett, the CEO and... Founder of the Goat Family of Brands. He just tried his first cup of espresso. How'd it go? Not good. Not good. <laughs> I love you guys, We're, but I don't know how you love that. Well, uh, good. hey, it's it's definitely for the those, you know, a little bit older. It's for the people in the 40s. In life. Yeah. Yeah. And to the left, the, the LinkedIn whisperer all the way from Brentwood, Tennessee, wearing the the shirt today that says Nashville Strong. Coming. Rep- Representing our uh, anniversary from the bombing in downtown Nashville. And how we so. came back so strong. We did. This um, was the shirt that we bought. But no, our... no hat today for Georgia. No. You know, we are not yet. <laughs> not yet. I'm not holding yet. on loosely to the greatness that could come. But So, uh, many, so many great coaches came from, from Mobile that have coached in Georgia. We'll do that in another episode. We got a great episode for you today. Um, we serve it up in a way that you can get it, just like Waffle House. Maybe somebody else that we'll talk about here in a second. Oh, uh, we, we believe it's about stages of life and the stages of your career. In our 20s, they teach us to get in the game. In our 30s, they teach us to move up in the game. In our 40s, we try to stay in the game because those 30-year-olds are so good. In our 50s, we finally say, this is what I really want. Mm. And it's also about the GOAT, that beautiful brand that you see every time that you come and visit us and stop by and spend some time with us, our global audience. Yeah, it's probably worth just sharing uh, with that global audience where you can listen to the podcast, by the way. Oh, where where can, do you usually listen? I go to YouTube now. Spotify. Spotify is me too. 1.2 speed. Wow. Yeah. YouTube, Apple, uh, Podbean, Pocket Cast, iHeart. Just type Google, it into Google. Amazon. Google Consulting Podcast. But, but, but in sports, goats are easy to see. They're, they're recognized for their greatness, and what they do elevates everybody around them. But in business, there are people that compete on unique perspective, unique education, unique experience. What they do yep. gives them energy, and it gives other people energy, creates new levels of challenge and new levels of opportunity. We take one idea, and we break it, around, break it up and, and talk about it and serve it up in a way that you can get it today. John, you brought the inspiration for this one. It's, uh, it's an iconic – American brand yes, that ironically serves food that is associated with other countries. But now we have, like we do in this great country, is we've, take, we've taken this and made it, our, made it a new version, our own version, and it's, it's the great brand called Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Hell. Tyler, have you heard? Have you, have you heard of that? I have. Taco Hell. Taco Hell. Yeah. I've never heard that one. That was good. Taco Belch. That's good. Have you heard that? Glenn would be very disappointed. <laughs> can you talk? Can, I thought you had a great story about how Taco Bell came to be, and and I feel like let's pay homage to yeah the the global brand uh, that resembles. This is, 
This is pre-Pepsi. This is before Pepsi got, got a hold of it. They're in beautiful San Bernardino, California, on Route 66, old Route 66. Yeah. Sits, sits an old family restaurant called the Mitla Cafe. Mm. And as legend would have it, the cafe was built on this idea for people that would come and spend time and feel like they were in their own home and be served up a meal yeah, with their parents and their family where they could share a meal and they could come back again and again. Like we do with James. Absolutely. We're going to see James soon. I'm excited about yes. that. And, and so as luck would have it, fate, destiny would have it across the street set um, a restaurant, another restaurateur. Um, named Glenn Bell mm-hmm. and um, his burger shop called Bell's Burgers. Makes sense. It's <laughs> creative. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just let's get straight into the point. And um, he would sit across the street and watch as people would line up at the Mitla Cafe in the 1950s. And one day he said to himself, as any entrepreneur slash goat would say, why are people lined up? over there at lunchtime. Mm -hmm. And so he went over there, spent time with the family, and um, realized that it was about one thing, and it was about the tacos. It was not about the service. (laughs) Well, we'll get into that here today. We will talk about the the mystery behind Taco Bell and and why why is it so paradoxically good and at Mm. the same time – well really, said. really challenges you deep about if you really want to go back there again. But yet we find ourselves coming there back again and again. Yeah. But but Bill decided in 1954 that he was going to start this new concept, and it was going to be based around tacos. And the first Taco Bell restaurant opened in 1962 in Downey, California, serving what customers called tacos. <laughs> You didn't know that, did you? I didn't. Yeah, Takeos. Wow. How do you spell that? <laughs> well, T-A-Y-K-O-H-S. Okay. What kind of dog food did they use for their meat back then? <laughs> well, actually, yeah. uh, I did do some research, and uh, this is part of par- why, paradoxically, uh, Taco <clears throat> Bell is so good. Um, but there has been rumors, and you have thrown some of these rumors around, that their meat is not meat, and 88% of... Taco Bell meat is meat, and the other 12% is filler. Well, it has also been said that that meat, whatever you want to call it, is is lower quality than dog food meat. I guess depending on your dog food that you could be selecting for your pet. I won't disparage. Because that's become a thing these days, too. Um, it, It is also true that I have known people that are allergic to meat, as if that was a thing, but they can also eat Taco Bell meat. Mm. So go figure what actually the eighty eight percent is is it, what it is. I, I mean, who I don't even know how to respond to that. But well, here I'll respond to it this way: according to one episode of Food Network's Unwrapped, which gives viewers an inside look on what goes on in various food chains across the United States, Taco Bell can make a taco in under seven seconds, wow. faster usually than it takes us to peer into our refrigerator to see what's in there. And according to a report on Taco Bell's efficacy published in 2017, it took the chain just 212.7 seconds to serve drive-through customers with a fairly laudable 90.4% accuracy. All that's saying is this, is that they've got that part of it figured out, right? 
Are we okay with 90% accuracy? I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm totally. When it comes You're to Taco Bell. You're okay with it? When, yeah. when it comes to Taco Bell, that probably was true at one point. Well, it is not it, today. Mr. Total Quality <laughs> Management over here, you know, dimming and his 14 points, he's laying down. What number would be acceptable for you, for defects for you? Zero? 90, 99.9. <laughs> yeah. You got it on the screen. I mean, bringing that North American manufacturer, yeah. car manufacturer. And you know, that's right. Speaking of that, it's amazing to me at manufacturing when when you pick parts for a vehicle, it scans the broadcast so it knows what you're supposed to have. And there's things called pick the lights. I don't know if you ever heard of a pick the light. You ever heard about that? No. Okay, so let's say you're looking at uh, a burger, right? And you had three different kinds of meats. Well, a light would pop up on which meat that burger was if it was angus and wagyu and whatever so that you would hit the light and put that on the burger and then as you scroll down through the lettuce and the tomatoes and stuff like that if the customer ordered it the light would only come up for what they ordered so you so can't you miss it yeah you can't you pick the light. touch the light got you and it's amazing to me that no fast food chains have a pick the light system we just it's, it's unreal. An idea um, was just born right here on the Goat right Consulting here. Podcast. Boom. They're going to listen to this, and, and then they're going to say, of the 2 billion customers we serve a year, we could do it faster billion. and better. What's crazy to me is that. 2 billion. And it, you, you know, you go to places, it's unbelievable how many touch points there are that they wouldn't have to be. Like, have you had a San Antonio taco company before? I have, yeah. You know, you go in there and you check mark stuff off. Mm-hmm. Well, then you just take a chance of another error when the person types it in, and then when they read it again. Yeah. Think about if they had the same thing. They had iPads. You selected what you wanted. It populated lights. Like, they're pretty fast, too. But So Taco Bell has that, actually, uh, where you can order on the app. You can also do the same thing that you just described in store. And I think this is an appropriate time to segue and share, what my, Taco Bell. share what my goat is. Uh, and I'll come back because what you just shared is brilliant. And uh, Taco you. Bell, Taco Bell is is a slightly a step ahead. Um, my goat, though, for this episode, you didn't is finish that. Slightly ahead of of that curve. <laughs> okay, where you can order digitally, where you're not putting it in twice in the store. We'll we'll come back to it. But my goat for the episode, the worst service of any fast food masterfully consistent across the globe (laughs) is Taco Bell. It doesn't matter if you go in Oregon or Miami or China, you will be sure to get the worst service. And 90% accuracy has to be back before they left the Mitla Cafe because it it is not a thing despite getting to put your order in digitally through the app or while you're in the store, I have never, ever received an order exactly like I've ordered it at Taco Bell. And when you get that bag of food home and your four-year-old daughter is missing her thing, like the only thing she can eat at Taco Bell. Yeah, you're in um, trouble. Yes. And yet, God bless, for some reason, I keep going back to it. It is it is the only place on the planet, restaurant, that I give so much grace to any other thing, brand, product, I would never be going there again. And yet, for some reason, I keep going back to Taco Bell. And so this is an episode for me to, uh, in a therapeutic way, unpack the why behind that. Well, Thank I think you. <laughs> I'm not talking about why you go back. 
Um, what are you talking about? But I, what I think Taco Bell has done a great job of, and then obviously there's plenty of things they haven't done a great job of, is I, I think they're a very unique product, right? They've taken the taco and they've partnered with Doritos and made the yeah, Doritos Los Tacos, and everybody knows Doritos, and a lot of people like them. And they had the cinnamon twist that were super unique. The cheddar potatoes were really unique. Like they had a the Batman cups. We're getting a lot Batman of cups. here. They they had a lot, but what they've done a great job of is staying in their lane. They understand they get the the customers who want cheap. Yeah, they want fast and they want late. They want to be open all the time. Late night, late Ooh. night, and I, they haven't. I didn't they have a late night menu? Prostitutes work that same angle, I think. Too. Yeah, they do. Not always. Sometimes they're not cheap. Dave, you're gonna have to edit that out. <clears throat> <laughs> but, but but they they do a great job of staying in their lane. Like okay. they know that they want to serve the cheapest product, and they have fillers, and that's okay because their customer is not well, looking for a fourteen dollar taco. You know the you know the old saying: cheap, fast, and good. And you got to pick what? To, to my point, you got to pick two. two. That's right. Yeah. But somehow they're able to do all three. Here, I'm going to just throw this out to you to think about. You know, even Davey goes there. I mean, we started talking about it this, does. and Davey on the board, he's like, yeah, man, I got one next to my house, and we hit it at 12 o'clock every yeah. night. But I'm going to throw this out to you. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I'm just going to say it, and then you finish it for me. 59, 79, <laughs> 99. They pioneered that concept in the 90s, 59, 79, 99. Selling those tacos, yes. Okay. Yes, getting people on the, the cheap. Yep. I'd like to go ahead and give my my goats. Okay. And uh, I think all of y'all are going to be pretty impressed with this mm. one. Okay. I, I'm I'm a world traveler. Yes. Mm. Uh, been outside of Tennessee. Been to um, states like Kansas. States like South America. <laughs> states like <laughs> South America. And they have in Kansas, they have something. As I'm driving down the interstate, it says, Kentucky Hut. Oh, God. See, you haven't heard of this. Kentucky Fried Chicken, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut together. There you go. I think I just threw up. <laughs> they have something called a Kentucky Hut, which means that you can walk in one kitchen, three beautiful, iconic brands. Three fast ways to to a to uh, obesity. <laughs> yes, yes, and health problems. So my goat is Kentucky Hut, which was the creation, the brainchild of Pepsi. Once Pepsi bought Taco Bell from Glen Bell, so Pepsi owns Taco Bell today. Absolutely, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah. what a treat! And does Pepsi I, own Frito Lay? Wow, you're going to push me. That was not in my preparation of my show notes for today. But, but expected um, you to have that. I can't remember, that. but you know, I think that's why they did the so, Doritos. So Taco Bell for me for years and years and years and years and years, like I would, I would shame my my kids and my my wife as lovely and wonderful as they are because they wanted to go to Taco Bell, and I just thought to thought that I was above eating such filth. And a year ago, I learned, after a year of being more, I'm about 90% plant-based in my diet. Wow. And I learned that Taco Bell has a vegan menu. Yeah. You might not have known that either about Taco Bell. 
And it is really fantastic. And now I have become probably the biggest proponent of my house in going to Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And it and it has created a connection with me that's really unique. <laughs> with your kids. It's And with my kids. So John David, he's 16. The only way to his heart these days seems to be through food. And he gets two chicken quesadillas. And we it's a, it's a connection point. Vanessa grew up going to Taco Bell with her family. They would give her... <laughs> They would give all the kids two dollars. They could order whatever they want. She went in. She gets she gets a bean, two bean burritos, extra red sauce, no onions. It's a point of connection. That and, is so funny you say that. And that's a vegan option, by the way. Because Katie she, orders the same thing that she ordered when she was a kid. And and there's a new point of connection for me too. Beyond even the whole last year on learning they had a vegan menu is I've become quickly become a Nashville soccer fan. We've got an MLS team now. I've heard they're amazing. It is like so fun, a fun. It is so fun to go to, so fun to be a part of. Yep. Um, was there last week with Max and Ross for their playoff game in which they won uh, the first round. And if they won that game, Taco Bell was giving away free chalupas. There you go. Mm-hmm. What do so, you, we don't even know what a chalupa so many, is. So many fun connection points. You'll have to look that up. No, I do. That's what Katie, Katie orders every time. She likes time. the Chalupa. Yeah. And then did you also hear, too, with the Nashville Soccer Club, did I say that right? You did. They're interviewing uh, possibly new coaches. Really? Yeah. I Ted, did not know Ted that. Lasso. That makes a whole lot of sense. You know, it's – Pulling it's, it all together. It's funny that you mentioned the weight of John David's heart by food, and then you mentioned Nashville giving away Taco Bell. Mm. Um, don't the Predators do something if – Wendy's, they give away Wendy's, Wendy's Frosties. And then when I was playing in Lexington, uh, Ford had had the best-selling F-150 for 37 years, the best-selling truck on the market 37 years in a row. And on Thursday nights, if we won the game, they had 37-cent hot dogs. And it'll, it's amazing that I've never food. noticed that before, but a lot of people use food to the way people's yeah. heart. And I never, I never. That's the quickest I path to my heart. Though, I don't know why sure. they would say that. Some some historical highlights before you jump in. Yeah, uh, just I think to, we're already in. Well, just to, <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to share my goat. But go ahead. Go ahead. No. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, my goat, especially taking taking it back to when I was sixteen. Yeah, and needing food, and and we're not going to go into the whole story about my childhood right now. But uh, after I turned sixteen. Uh, if I wanted anything other than what was at home for food, then I had to buy it. And Makes so, yes. uh, I love that. I had a lawnmower, a weed eater, a blower, and a trailer. And if I wanted a cell phone, or if I wanted gas, or if I wanted to go meet my buddies at Sonic, or that's whatever. the original GoFundMe. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's the original <laughs> GoFundMe right there. Correct. <laughs> and so now we just ask people to give us money for nothing, and somehow and they, so, and they do it. Uh, Sorry. What a beautiful so, time to be alive. Carry on. <laughs> So my goat is McDonald's because it got me through yep. the dollar menu, which probably doesn't even exist anymore. I haven't been to McDonald's in forever. But I used to order three double cheeseburgers with oh, cheese God. and ketchup only and three McChickens plain add cheese. Wow. The you amount of six, food. Six items. Six, for $6.58. Oh, now, it didn't serve me well now. <laughs> But at the time, at the time, it tasted so good and it was so yeah. quick, 
and it was so cheap. That teenage metabolism burned that right it, up. Too. It did, yeah, but it's catching up now. Good, fast, and cheap. You know, at McDonald's, it's what fast and cheap. I don't think it's the good. And and Taco Bell still owns the market on good, fast, and cheap. Try uh, that vegan menu. I've got a story though. I need to share. But you, well, you've got I, I want to set the stage for you here. Glenn Bell sold yes. eight hundred and sixty-eight Taco Bell restaurants to PepsiCo in nineteen seventy-eight, and he became a PepsiCo shareholder. Oh yeah, he did. Uh, some other highlights, as I said, in 1990, the 59799999 value menu. Think about th- who came up with, I mean, just sitting in the boardroom and go, what if we just start selling these things and start in their mind? 59799. Well, I used to walk around and say that all the time. <laughs> I could never get out of my head. Um, Taco Bell is the first to sponsor X Games, ESPN X Games, to be involved in the X Games. You talked about the Gordita. I mean, oh, the Gordita Crunch is so <laughs> the good. The Gordita Crunch. God, I mean, listen to this one. Two thousand four, the Daja, the Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Yes, uh, I remember that. The Crunch Wrap. Baja. It's not Baja. It's, it's probably, Baja. Twenty twenty four hundred calories. In that I, I just drink. did that for you, just to say that you would that you would Baja. shame me. The Crunch Wrap Supreme becomes Taco Bell's most successful product. In 2005. It's pretty good. It's messy, though. And you can get it in a vegan option, too. Crunch Wrap Supreme. <laughs> Black beans instead of 2012, the 2012, Taco Bell, 10,000 Dor- Doritos Locos Tacos to the remote town of Bethel, Alaska. That makes sense. You know they've sold over a billion of those now. 2015, Taco Bell delivery arrives to select some market across the United States. Uh, here you go. In 2016, they launched something called the Quesalupa. Talking about being a category all by themselves. There's also a quesarita, which is my favorite thing on the menu, and it is not on the menu. And then, you can only order it through the app. And you heard it here. Secret, you heard it here menu. first. Is that a queso in your margarita, or what is that? Quesarita. <laughs> in 2018, Taco Bell launched nacho fries. I don't know if that's big with your family. I say all that to say this. Here's the one place, if you get this right, then you get a, a goat consulting podcast um, visor today. Oh, wow. This is the one place that you will not find Taco Bell. Does anybody oh. know? At the table. Where will you not find Taco Bell? I really want a Mexico. visor. In Mexico. In Mexico. In Mexico. I want a visor, baby. Taco Bell, which serves 2 billion customer, customers a year, hasn't been able to make it to Mexico, even though they've made multiple attempts. Wow. They're not letting us in. I get it. Well, they just, here's what they said. The chain first attempted to make its way to the Mexican food scene when it opened a taco cart and several Taco Bells next to existing KFC's restaurants in Mexico City in 92. There was confusion from the get-go as Mexican customers didn't know what to expect from the menu. Taco Bell's signature crispy tacos were more similar to Tostada's than a Mexican taco for one. Within two years, Taco Bell closed all of its locations in Mexico. Well, there you go. Good. Hey. Their loss, our gain. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. there's a reason. Literally, our gain, yeah. literally. Yeah, well, I mean, what do they say throughout the, the 90s and 2000s? Make a, make a run to the? To the bell. To the border, baby. Make well, a run to the border. To the so tell us more. Run to the border. So here, here's my big takeaway from this episode from Taco Bell. Like I said, I spent many years being more judgmental than curious around Taco Bell. Uh, that's from a, pre, a recent episode. Thank you, Walt. Thank you, Ted. Um, there's a, and I'm going to share this very quick story and then, then the big takeaway. But recently, we, since we've been eating more Taco Bell, we keep some of the hot sauce packets. And people were, 
people that I live with were keeping them in a drawer at our house and they would bust in the drawer and then no one would clean it up, of course, because I would have to clean it up. And so finally I keep throwing these packets away. And one day John David got really upset. He's like, where are the Taco Bell hot sauce packets? I said, well, I throw them away uh, because they're in a drawer and they bust. And so the next week later I found a baggie with all the Taco Bell hot sauces in the pantry. He had taken it upon himself to create a solution to this problem that I had caused him and throwing away the hot sauce packets. And as I thought back to this episode, all the points of connection for me comes from this beautiful story that you shared about Glenn Bell, how they came to be, Vanessa's childhood, this story about John David, this vegan menu, this point of connection with food. Everyone has a good story to tell in them. Glenn Bell saw it, and I think what he did that was so pivotal pivotal, and the takeaway for me here is he saw the story that Taco Bell had to share, and he invited them into his story, and it had this uh, exponential explosion that the world now benefits from, maybe in some little, small, or big way with Taco Bell. No pun included. But he, he, and he saw the good story, he invited them in, And I think for me, that's how I became more curious, stopped being judgmental on Taco Bell, and I had so much to learn. They do have a great story. And if you look at uh, what one of the things that I think makes them so unique and why they have such a following, and as Tyler so famously put it, good, fast, and late. I like that, not good, fast, and cheap. Is that they continually innovate what they're offering to the world. And that innovation, what, what was the last one you said? The quesa, quesarita, quesarita. chalupas. I think what I think what they really understand what their lane is is to to bring new products to an up and coming generation that yep. wants to say this is part of my story. And for us, and I'm a little bit older than you, but do you remember the Mexican pizza? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. The Mexican pizza. Davy, Davy knows that. That that to me, they pioneered the Mexican pizza. That got everybody on board, and they realized that if we continue to offer generational offerings, I like to call mm-hmm. that generational offerings, which is what baby, you're tying all those generations. You got That's your right. you got your four year old. That's right. You got your sixteen year old. You're you're in your mid. 40s, is that right? I just turned 40s. Just turned 40s. 40s. I'm, trying to put, I'm trying to put age on you just like Taco Bell is. <laughs> I think the biggest, the biggest takeaway. Generational offerings. <clears throat> yeah. And the biggest takeaway that ties in with what you said is know your customer. Know your customer. And I think a lot of times in business, we don't understand who our customer is. We keep doing what we think is right or what we need to do instead of really being more curious and asking, what does our customer want? Who is our customer and what do they want? And I think Taco Bell's done a great job with that. And, you know, he just jarred something for me. Mm. When you pull up there, 11.30 a.m., 2 p.m., 12 p.m., a.m., they have a little sign there that says, your order costs this much, and it's on your receipt. And if it doesn't, call this number, and we'll give it to you for free. Accountability. They're an accountability partner for you and your family. <laughs> yes, they are. God, I was We're really, I was, I was we wanting are. a dagger right there, and we I didn't get it. Digging deep here. We need to land the plane. 
<laughs> Thanks to our friends at Southwest out of the BNA. Yeah. We're going to land this bad boy. So uh, if you're looking to build a better family, better relationships with your family, especially if you have teenagers or young children, make sure you do stop by Taco Bell. They certainly are the goats in the fast food. The, the, uh, the worst service, goat, goat worst service ever. And if you're looking for a family fun summer adventure, head out to Kansas and go to a Kentucky hut. For Tyler Burnett and John Byers, I'm Colby Jubenville. This is season two of the Goat Consulting Podcast. Um.